Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Uh, Trent Thorne, agribusiness lawyer and one of uh, the partners at Hamilton Lock, joins us uh, this morning. Um, obviously, so much going on. The ECA over, but there has been some real movement from a legal perspective about uh, in relation to some of the absolute garbage that has gone on um, through uh, animal rights groups. Trent, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good day, Dobbo. Um, the High Court of Australia has provided some overdue guidance in relation to whether animal rights activists are entitled to use hidden cameras to expose uh, cruelty on farms and other facilities. This is pretty significant. Yeah, look, it is, Dobbo, and, and I suppose the ironic thing here, this didn't arise out of any particular incident. You know, you you alluded to, and we, most of your listeners would be aware of sort of the these campaigns that have been relentlessly waged against honest farming families over the last decade or more. They've seemed to have ramped up considerably over the last few years. But this this group called Farm Transparency, which you know sort of makes yeah. you smirk a bit, they themselves launched the case because they felt as though their freedom of political communication was being impinged upon by these New South Wales laws, so they were the ones who kicked this whole thing off. It wasn't in relation to any particular uh, farm uh, trespass or campaign that they'd run. They could see that their their funding sources were going to dry up because they couldn't, you know, disseminate these ridiculous images they do every couple of months. So they were the ones who kicked it off, and they're the ones who've um, who have walked out with their tail between their legs because the High Court said you can't do this in New South Wales. Well, this Chris Delaforce, um, he's the director and he, he's very high profile. He's an animal rights activist. And if we all remember when he was one of the directors of the so-called Aussie Farms, the group that released all this absolute hysteria and, and garbage and, and and they were hijacking it and obviously they were a charity organisation that had their charity stripped. And then obviously we've gone into this Farm Transparency International. Now, Trent, from your from your view, what are they? What is the reasoning behind it? I mean, it's such a minority group. There is no cruelty. They are passionate, but they have a complete disregard for all laws, and they have. And the concern is that they took this to the high court, and the high court abandoned it and thrown it to where it belongs in New South Wales. But where does it sit for Queensland? Well. You know, I'm loath to give them sort of any sort of uh, direction as to uh, where things sit, but it's a good question because I think we are completely exposed here in Queensland still. You know, the law, the relevant act in Queensland, the Listening Devices Act, only refers to listening devices. It doesn't refer to video recording devices. So if they were to specifically bring a case um, relating to the Queensland laws, at the moment, there's a big, you know, there's a gap there. You can drive a truck through. There's nothing to say. There's nothing about video recording devices in the current Queensland Act. And, you know, and frankly, this just shouldn't be about, you know, farm invasions. It's just about people sitting at home not having, you know, their, uh, you know, their goings on recorded. Yeah, 100%. Um, people, we saw it with um, yeah. some of the feedlots. They're just out of Toowoomba at Lemon Tree and a few of these places, dairy farms. We've seen... We've seen places just north of north of Brisbane being invaded, and, and I mean, 
that's because they can only get so far. Now, these people were charged for trespassing, but you should not in any way be able to record at any point, at any point, anybody else's business. Now, thank God the High Court of Australia has thrown um, Farm Transparency International out in New South Wales, but the concern now is if we don't get ourselves sorted out in Queensland, we could be in the same position because our farms are exactly the same. There's, there's no difference to what's been going on in New South Wales than what goes on here in Queensland, and that's the real worry. Look, look it is, and I've seen a couple of comments because this, this case only happened or was handed down last Wednesday. I've, I've seen Chris Delforce has been you know, asked a few questions in the media following the decision. Obviously, it was a, a bitter blow for them, but effectively – he sort of said, you know, this doesn't really change things from their point of view. They are still, these are zealots in the true sense of the word. They they view the world through a very narrow prism. They see a, alleged evils everywhere. And from their point of view, what they're doing is, you know, it's, it's their God-given right to continue to trespass and they will continue to do these things, even though, um, you know, the High Court has just handed down this decision because, you know, their their viewpoint is so warped in this regard. Um, and so unfortunately, uh, you know, farmers and, and honest, hardworking people on the land can't relax. You know, they're just going to keep what's beyond. They've got to keep doing what they've always been doing because the vast majority, 99% of them, don't do anything wrong. And most of them would be happy if you asked to come on, open up the curtain and say, look behind. There's nothing going on here that we're not, you know, incredibly proud of. So... That's just the sad thing out of all this is even though we've got this decision that's been handed down, you're dealing with people who treat the Australian laws with contempt. Can I ask from an agribusiness lawyer's perspective, what what rights do we have? If somebody if, – if we've got people like Chris Delaporce who are saying, well, we're not interested in, in what the High Court have said, we know full well and we do know full well that – the police, unfortunately, they can book them, but then it, they charge them, they go to court, they're, they're not going to do jail time. It just doesn't happen. We've seen it. So what rights do we have and, and how do we how do we protect our, our land, how do we protect our properties without getting ourselves into trouble? Well, look, you've, you've, you've sort of nailed one of the points there is unfortunately these guys that they've seen over a period of time that if they do go to court, they're not going to be. They're going to be treated like first-time offenders. Unfortunately, some of them, even though they've been there a couple of times, they continue to be treated like first-time offenders. And and a lot of these statutes give the opportunity for people to go to jail, but it's very rare that people are actually going to jail. So the first thing is I would be saying is that you know those things need to start being enforced. So one or two of them go, "Gee whiz, is it actually worth me doing this if I'm going to spend you know a considerable period of time in jail?" you know, which meant then might ruin employment prospects. But the other thing is, unfortunately, the only way I can see any resolution of this is through the court, you know, and, and, and not the criminal part is, you know, suing some of these people for, you know, injurious falsehood, defamation, things of that type, and actually sue them for considerable amounts of money, you know, because that's the only thing they understand. And, you know, I look at this particular case here, this would have cost them because they lost and it wasn't just, the New South Wales government was involved. There was four other states and, and the Commonwealth who were involved. So many hundreds of thousands of dollars this would have cost farm transparency. And, I, you know, the first question I ask is, well, who the hell is funding these guys? But it's, it's made up of, you know, 
well-intentioned people who keep you give them five dollars and it all adds up but they need to get their funding just completely sucked out of them that's the only way they can undertake these activities is because the general public keeps throwing them money you know if they had no money they wouldn't be able to do these things they wouldn't be able to pay the fines etc so We've just got to keep standing up to them. We've got to keep, you know, pushing our chest back into them because the reality is anything else means that they're just going to, they're just going to continue washing over us and you, you can basically expect almost a camera in your bloody bathroom. Yeah, you're dead right. This is a worrying time, um, but uh, the fact is that there's been something happening in New South Wales. I implore the Queensland government to follow suit and try and get some change of legislation and laws around it. Really appreciate your time, Trent. Um, so thanks so much for being with us. Um, as usual, outstanding from Hamilton and Locke, a leading law firm in Brisbane and around the world, Trent Thorne, agribusiness lawyer. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Dobbo. Good on you. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin. It is Monday morning, the 15th of August.